Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. I mean, I'm not going to waste any time discussing the Nets. What is there to say? They didn't play defense. They got spanked. That's that. And they hope to go out there and, and pick it up. I mean, in the next game, I can't stand watching basketball when no defense is played, which is why I can't also watch the Knicks, although they did give a little bit of a better effort. Wow, look at the Knicks. Maybe that, you know, d- team-only dinner that Julius Randle set up. Maybe that will change things for the Knicks' fortunes moving forward. Highly unlikely. Oh, no, it must be the shortened rotation. That's it. No Evan Fournier, no Quentin Grimes, and the Knicks get a win on the road in Utah. Okay, moving on now after we discuss the basketball teams that have basically been irrelevant, uh, to, to be kind. I'm trying to be nice here. Uh, they've been irrelevant to start this year. Uh, well, I shouldn't say that. The Knicks are irrelevant. The Nets are relevant in all the wrong ways this year. Anyway, the big news of the day, the Yankees acting like, well, the Yankees. Two-year deal for Anthony Rizzo, $40 million bucks. Rizzo comes back, and that scare that was maybe put in the Yankee fans or in the Yankees yesterday by the Houston Astros, that is no more. And it's odd how that works, isn't it? A report comes out the day prior saying that the Astros' primary target is Anthony Rizzo. Next thing you know, less than 24 hours later, boom, Rizzo and the Yankees have agreed to a deal worth two year, uh, worth $40 million bucks over two years, and there's a, a club option or a buyout in that third year. So a a move that needed to be made. The Yankees, and by the way, Rizzo is expected to be better this year with the shift being banned where he got maybe robbed of a bunch of different hits. You're talking about his average potentially being raised. We know the power that he has, a 30-home run guy. He had, what, 32 home runs last year? So... Rizzo, not only is he a tremendous defensive first baseman, not only does he provide power, in particular power from the left-handed side, but Rizzo, you know, you expect, like we said, the average to go up. Rizzo provides leadership in the Yankee clubhouse and a guy who's actually won a World Series before. He's a fan favorite for obvious reasons. He's just a winning player. And I know the Yankees didn't win a World Series with him, but Rizzo, as we mentioned, won a World Series with the Cubs years ago. He's a winning player, and he makes other players better. Whether it's his defense, his leadership, whatever, his attitude. And we know... That Rizzo, well, I mean, I don't know. This is going based on reports. That Rizzo is reportedly close to Aaron Judge. You wonder if that played a factor here where the Yankees trying to shore up Rizzo and say, all right, Aaron, well, we got your buddy back. We didn't lose him. Now come to Papa. Let's go. And that's maybe even the bigger news of the day. You kind of, I mean, I didn't expect really the Yankees to lose Rizzo, right? If they wanted the player back, they were getting him. Plus, it's the same situation 
that, you know, the Yankees wanted Rizzo, but Rizzo also wanted to be a Yankee. You knew that that was the case going into the offseason. So it's no surprise that Rizzo's coming back. But the more encouraging news today were all the quotes from Hal Steinbrenner at the owners' meetings where he continued to reference money not being an issue and that the Yankees are going to go out there and spend, not just going to wait on Judge, they're going to go spend, and maybe giving Aaron Judge, who he's spoken to, he said, multiple times, and let Judge know how badly Hal and the Yankees want Aaron Judge to be a lifelong Yankee, you know, potentially throwing the captaincy out there, which, again, who gives a crap? Aaron, here's what we're going to do for you. Uh, Forget the $400 you might get from San Francisco. We're going to offer you our captaincy. You know how much it means to be a Yankee captain? Can't put a price tag on that. And if I'm judge, I'm saying, yeah, you can. Start with 350. How about that? I mean, yeah, the captaincy is great. I feel like the Yankee fans and the Yankee organization. Now, I'm not saying it's not a high honor. It is. And being a captain is a great honor regardless. But the Yankee captain is special. But do you think that really is going to mean something when it comes down to the bottom dollar? It's not. I mean, it's about the money, and it should be about the money. Yeah, that's great. I'll go be the captain in San Francisco if they pay me $400 million. That's not enough of a carrot. Anyway, Hal continued to talk about how he met with Judge, and Judge knows the Yankees wanted to be a lifelong Yankee, and he knows how much they value him. And he gets the feeling that Judge also wants to be a Yankee, like we we felt all along. But the bigger thing than just Judge, you know, with Hal saying that money's not going to be an issue, and I'm paraphrasing. The exact quote was just talking about how they are, you know, going to spend money and they're not going to let that get in the way of Aaron Judge. Not quite the we will not be outbid for Aaron Judge. I mean, they, you know, to their point, they got to make sure they keep it within where they want to be with their payroll, but the Yankees are going to provide a substantial offer for Aaron Judge. If only they did that before the season, and then maybe we wouldn't be down this road right now. But I felt, you know, where I joke and call them the bronze bombers, and they've been operating as such. I felt yesterday was an encouraging day. Now, it could just be a smokescreen. Forget about Judge. But more about, all oh, the Yankees have checked in on top shortstops. The Yankees have checked in on Brandon Nimmo. What happened to the deal? I thought that the Mets weren't going to go after Aaron Judge. I thought there was a little gentleman's agreement. All of a sudden, the Yankees now could go inquire about Brandon Nimmo. Well, I mean, if I'm the Mets and you need power, why not go after Aaron Judge? I mean, it only makes sense. Maybe the Mets using that as an excuse. Who knows? But anyway, Yankees are inquiring about the top free agent shortstops which I think is encouraging, but also, you know, there's nothing there. They inquired last year about the top free agent shortstops. Yeah, you want to come to us for one year, $15 million, we'll take you. Obviously, that's not going to be the case. So I don't buy that that's going to happen. But, I mean, Brandon Nimmo, a realistic possibility. I get the feeling, let's use common sense, right? Let's be baseball reporters. And use a little common sense, which is all I tried to do. Because I don't, I mean, I talk to people a lot of times who are in the know or talk to other people or whatever. But I don't have any sources. Don't pretend to. Don't care to. Just use common sense. Well, if you listen to what Boone said, 
Yeah, we were right there. We're not that far away. No, 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 no. Aaron, are you far away from the uh, achieving the ultimate goal and winning the World Series? No, 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 no. Okay, so Boone thinks they're close. Well, then what happened in the ALCS? Well, injuries. Okay. Cash, what about you? No injuries. No, no LeMayu, no Benintendi. No excuses, but injuries were a part of it. Hal, how about you? What do you think the biggest difference was between you and the Astros? Well, I mean, not to make excuses, but the the injuries caught up with us. Well, the injuries. The injuries were a big part of it. Okay, so using what we know there, the Yankees blaming the injuries for their failures, they already are bringing back Boone and Cashman, and they really don't have many, you know, now they're bringing back Anthony Rizzo. They really don't have many areas where you can clearly see where they're going to upgrade. Forget the pitching staff with the rotation and the ever-changing bullpens in Major League Baseball. Look at the lineup. Harrison Bader is in center. You basically know that the Yankees are going to go with Peraza at short. And if it's not Peraza at short, got news for you. It's going to be IKF again. I would think that that's the most likely of scenarios. I mean, unless there's some kind of shocking blockbuster to where the Yankees trade Peraza, Volpe, Glaber to the Angels or something like that for Otani. I mean, and I don't foresee that being the case, but in all likelihood, it is lining up to where Peraza should be ready to take over the reins at short. They, the Yankees, have said Donaldson is going to play third base again. You would assume that Connor Falefa is going to be a utility guy, play a little short, play a little third, whatever. He'll be that guy off the bench. Glaber, all right, who knows? Maybe that's a spot where they can trade. Maybe they could upgrade. Maybe they get a, a Cabrera in there. You know, they have some options with the young guys, but I would assume on the infield they're going young. Rizzo's back, as we said. They want Judge back. And then they need a left fielder. So if they're inquiring with Nimmo, but they also mentioned that Ben Attendee would have been the perfect fit and he got hurt and that cost us, what does that make you think is going to happen? If I'm a betting man, and I am occasionally, check out Superbook Sports. If I'm a betting man, I'm betting that the Yankees are trying to bring back, obviously, Judge and Ben Attendee as well. And if they can't get Ben Attendee, they look at a guy like Brandon Nimmo who is a... You know, maybe not as good as a hitter as Benintendi, but he could hit in Yankee Stadium. He might be hitting over 20 home runs. And he's a guy who's going to draw walks and get on base. He'd be a solid left fielder. Benintendi probably hit for a better average. Maybe Nemo walks a little bit more. But either way, similar players, left-handed bats that'll be solid in left field and provide a different type of offense than what the Yankees generally have with all their power. But that's what you're looking at, which is essentially the same team. It's the same team. So while it could be encouraging to hear Hal talk about money and spending, and it's not going to be an issue. No, we're the Yankees. Well, A, I'll believe it when I see it. And B, okay, so you're spending to bring back Anthony Rizzo. You're still minus judge at the moment. Let's say, best case scenario, you bring back Aaron Judge regardless of how much it costs. Okay, well, now you're back to almost where you were last year. And then what? Bring back Benintendi, and now you have a full year of Benintendi and hope that everybody stays healthy? Cross our fingers. 
Because if injuries happen, I mean, the Yankees have no chance. Injuries are the problem. It's not that the Yankees haven't built a good enough team since 2009. It's bad luck and injuries. So it must just be good luck and health for the Astros or the Braves last year. Or the Dodgers in 2020, Nationals in 2019. Now, I agree that luck is a major part of sports, but come on. Now, the Braves lost Ronald Acuna for the year. They went and won the World Series. <laughs> oh, it's injuries. Somehow the Braves could lose Ronald Acuna Jr. for the year and win the World Series. And the Yankees lose Andrew Benintendi and DJ LeMayu and they get swept in the ALCS. I, I mean, oh, you do the math. Injuries, I guess. Padres did okay without Fernando Tatis, didn't they? Now, how'd they get to the NLCS? How'd that ever happen without Tatis? Well, hmm. did they blame injuries, by the way? I mean, I don't pay that much attention to it. Although, the Padres never leave me alone. I went to one game there about five years ago, and I get emails constantly. Jesus, leave me alone. Anyway, in all those emails, not once did I see anything about complaining about injuries. Point is, even though Hal is now talking a big game, I want to see it. Where is the change coming from for the Yankees? That's the issue. Rizzo back, great move. I think we all would agree it was a necessary move. And now it's like, okay, well, that's great. But what's next? What are you going to do to improve your ball club? And it's funny because, and we'll take a break and then get back to your calls or get to your calls on this now Wednesday morning, 877-337-6666, Wednesday morning. I got to take out the cardboard today. Let me write that down. Cardboard, 6 a.m. Okay. Uh, 877-337-6666. I was having this conversation both off and on the air with my colleague, Andy Martino, over at SNY, and I was saying, okay, great, Rizzo's back. Well, now what? How are they going to improve? And his counter was, well, what do they need to improve on? They went to the ALCS. They won a division. I was like, well, yeah, I mean, that's great if, you know, you like getting to the championship series and getting swept. Me, I have higher standards. And by the way, it's not just my higher standards or my higher expectations. The big, bad, mighty Yankees, they're the ones who pound their chests and say 27 World Championships, the greatest franchise. Come see the New York Yankees. All that. They're the ones who talk about how great they are. And we're supposed to settle for the bronze now? They've become the bronze bombers to where it's okay. Well, they put together a good team. They made the playoffs. They won the division. Yeah, here's the thing about that. They were lucky to dominate the way that they did the first couple of months. I think they were more or at least closer to maybe more like realistically what they were after that than they were in the first couple of months because I couldn't believe what I was watching. The comparisons to 98, it just didn't add up. So they're going to believe that they were closer to that team that started the season as opposed to the team that finished up the second half and then in the postseason where they barely got by the Guardians, who they should have smoked. And look, Cleveland's good, all due respect. The Yankees at home in that series, come on. They didn't play a great series. They were fortunate they won the division. And when you look at... The other teams in the division, do you think those teams are saying, hey, you know what? We were okay last year. If a break went our way here or there, maybe we win the division. Let's roll it out again. 
I highly doubt it. I would believe, or I do believe, and I would bet that the Red Sox, the Blue Jays, the Rays, they're going to try to improve from last year. Not just say, well, we need to get healthy. They will try to improve from last year. That means even if the Yankees do stay the same, they're still going backwards with other teams improving. Yankees need to improve on their ball club from last year. Where's that change and improvement coming? Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Your official station to talk Giants. The Fan, 1019 FM and always live on the free Odyssey app. Download it today. the fan 877-337-6666 not sure if you care but manager of the year was given out last night and in the american league it was terry francona in the national league it was mary buckmas mary i told you i told you go get buck showalter mary buckmas and buck of course wins manager of the year i was surprised and i don't really get into the awards there's a few awards that I I'd care about the NL East division, whatever they give out for that, and then of course the World Series trophy. But obviously the Mets didn't get either of those. But I didn't realize the Mets had never had a Manager of the Year in their franchise history. That is hard to fathom. And I was joking with Terry Collins; he deserved Manager of the Year for having to fill out lineups with Eric Campbell and John Mayberry Jr. <laughs> Out there, you should have got. Oh man, imagine Terry. We were talking to we had he was on the baseball night New York show yesterday on SNY at six o'clock Monday through Friday. 
he, we were joking around, and he was saying Buck did a great job. And I'm like, yeah, well, uh, I mean, Buck had the ability to go out there and write Francisco Lindor and Pete Alonso's name in the lineup. You had John Mayberry and Eric Campbell. But think about that. Davey never once in the 80s won. No Mets, never Bobby V. How's that possible? No manager of the year? Anyway, congratulations to Buck Showalter. What do you think happens when you hire, I don't know, an actual manager? What'd you think was going to happen? Manager of the year. Merry Buckmas. And then tonight, I think, today is Wednesday. Yeah, tonight on MLB Network, I believe they're unveiling the award for data applicator of the year. And Boone is a heavy favorite in that category. 877-337-6666. Jeff is calling from Irvington. What's up, Jeff? Hey, Sal. How are you? How are you, Jeff? Uh, good. So I want to talk about Brian Cashman and the Yankees. Uh, they're bringing him back for what feels like the 100th straight year. Uh, you've defended Cashman multiple times, and I just really want to ask how you can still defend this guy. He's had the highest payroll in baseball for a decade. We're not going to do that. We're not going to do that today. Thank you. Um, I've I've chosen not to get angry today, and I'm not going to acknowledge what the guy just said. Other than, and it was weird, too, because he started out, I did dump that, right, please? I did dump that. We started out with me defending Brian Cashman, which was the case years ago. So I was thinking to myself, where's this guy been? Have you not listened in the last, what, two days? I mean, I've been saying since the season ended that Brian Cashman, I thought last year the Yankees needed to make a change there. Even with that, though, I don't think it's because Brian Cashman is necessarily a bad general manager. I think it's because Brian Cashman and the Yankees have reached a point where they're not improving. And this philosophy clearly isn't working. So I would like to have seen the same way Brian Cashman told Joe Girardi that, hey, it's time for a change after Girardi overachieved and took that team to Game 7 of the ALCS in 2017 against the Astros. Cashman let him go. Why? Time for a change. Well, that's how I feel with Brian Cashman. It's been the same thing far too long. Time to change. Sometimes, in, a lot of times in sports, sometimes in life, change is good, and you just need to change to change things up. Simple as that. That's why I would have wanted to move on from Cashman. But you look at his resume, if you ask me why I've defended him for a long time, is because he's been highly successful. Now, yes, he's had a large payroll, and I'd love to see what Brian Cashman could do, say, with the Marlins. Then you really find out what he could do. Because there are great advantages. Now, there's also great pressure, and that's kind of the point, right? There are great advantages to being the general manager of the New York Yankees. But the disadvantage would be, yeah, but you're under pressure to win a World Series every year. Well, Brian Cashman hasn't been, hasn't been to a World Series since 2009. So he's not even dealing with any of the pressure. In the media, he doesn't care about that. He's worried about what ownership is going to say. And they aren't saying anything. So it's to me, it's you could have both things. Brian Cashman is not necessarily a bad general manager. Matter of fact, I think he's a very good general manager. And I'd really love to see him elsewhere without the Yankees payroll and all the you know the benefits that you have there. But 
It's also time for a change for the Yankee organization. And it doesn't matter anyway what you or I think because guess what? Cashman's not going anywhere. Vince is calling from Brooklyn. What's up, Vince? Listen, um, I'm a great Yankees fan. I'm a great New York fan. Yankees, Mets, whoever, whatever, does whatever they're supposed to do, all right? And, uh, you know, when it, when it comes time to, to fart on everybody, all the general managers and all the, all the, uh, all the coaches, uh, like it's, you know, it is what it is. You know that the, it's the players that, that, that make the team. You know what I'm saying? The coaches don't go out on the field and, and, and play the, and play the games. And, uh, and it really, that's, that's all I really got to say about it. You know, you, 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 the players got to, got to step up and do their thing. Complain about what? I'm, I'm confused. You're losing me here. I'm not losing you. All right. I said the players have to go on the field and play the game. Right. The coaches do not coach. The coaches so do not. So what is your point? Field. Can you explain your point to me? Because, like I said, I'm having a hard time understanding it. That the players have to play the game. But you who said that they didn't? Who said that the players don't have to play the game? Where is this coming from? All right. We know well, how, many, how many players like 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 Tony that you got rid of? You got Kadarius K- Tony that you thought was going to be so great, and he's not. He wasn't that great. And you just got rid of him. It's a- oh, Vince, I'm not sure what you're. Ta- I'm not sure what you're talking about with Kadarius Tony. You know, we were talking about the Yankees, right? Oh, you wasn't about Yankees. Oh, oh listen. No, I know. Yeah, see you later, Vince. Jeff is calling from Brooklyn. <laughs> oh, for two. Jeff is calling from Brooklyn. What's up, Jeff? Hey, Sal. How are you? Thanks for taking the call. Thanks for making it, Jeff. What's on your mind this morning? Yeah, first of all, i got to give you credit for uh, staying calm, you know, well, over there with that guy. And I mean, if anyone's going to call you a bald loser that does overnights at WFN, I wish I were bald with the beard you have and doing overnights at WFN. Well, so, I, I appreciate that. I mean, it is what it is. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I just want to make two Yankee points. I'll hang up and I'll listen. So if House Number is going to talk about spending a lot of money, two first things to do would be to cut Donaldson, cut Hicks. That's a good way to start spending money. Just pay, just write the checks out. Send them, send them packing. You know, Hicks. I wouldn't, I wouldn't be surprised if that were the case with Hicks. I, I mean, they've made it clear that they want Donaldson back. But you're right. The old Yankees. That's an excellent point, Jeff. It's not just about going out there and spending and bringing in players. The old Yankees would also say, "Hey, this guy's not making it. He's not cutting it. See ya. We'll get rid of him. Move on." Yeah, exactly. And just. To- Continue the bronze bomber stuff. If they don't resign Judge, they should just close the whole monument park. They have nothing to be proud of as a franchise. They draft the guy they do, and if they're going to lose him, I don't think they. I don't think they could be shit out and proud about what they have in monument park. Just close it down. All I mean, of it. Thanks, Sal. Hey, I get it, Jeff, and thank you for the call and for the support. And remember, bald is beautiful. Um, if they don't resign judge it's going to be a major problem now the the pieces leading us to where we're going here feel like especially after yesterday it feels like it's inevitable that judge will be back it just feels like that I think it's kind of felt like that from the beginning although I will admit and I still believe this I don't believe the Yankees are going to give judge the highest offer even after hearing Hal, even after, you know, all the, oh, we want to be Yankee for life, we made that clear. Well, you could have made that clear prior to the season. You could make it clear right now by saying, here's the offer we're going to give you. But they're, they're not. And maybe they're worried about Judge wanting to go back home. I don't know about all that. I believe, this could be a mistake, but I believe Judge wants to be a Yankee. 
I think that all the signs have been there. I believe Judge also felt hurt, if not disrespected, or both, with the Yankees' initial offer and the way that they leaked it. And then he went out there and dominated. And now Judge is in a position of power. And I don't know about you, but if that happened to me, I would use my leverage and my power, at the very least, to make him sweat. Oh, okay, well, now you're going to come crawling to me and tell me how much you want me? But what about before the season? What, I was no good for you? What, I only hit 50 home runs each year I played when I was fully healthy? I mean, what, so I needed to go out there and hit 62? Oh, I need to have other teams interested in me? Now you see my value where other teams want me? I'm sure Judge is weighing all the options with his family. Bottom line is he's getting paid big-time money. And the initial thought was $300 million, 305 something like that. If the talk is legit and the Giants say they will not be outbid and Hal is saying it's not going to be about money, we're not going to lose him over that, basically insinuating that if he doesn't come back, it's not us, it's that he wanted to go to San Francisco. Well, we're going to find out. But if that's the case, you're going to talk, I mean, I would think you're going to talk around 350 potentially north of $350 million for Judge. And good for him. I'd take every last penny. Now, my thought going into this offseason was that, let's just say the Giants for argument's sake, but a team, we'll use the Giants, would give Judge more money and a better offer than the Yankees. But the Yankees would be somewhat close, and then Judge is going to have to decide if he wants ultimately more money or come back to the Yankees for less and the captaincy and Monument Park and the pinstripes. And that's going to be a decision that's going to be on him and a difficult one. Now, the closer or the more we hear, and I guess each day goes on, the closer we get to a resolution, but who knows when it's actually going to happen. But the more we hear and feel, I, I do feel like from at least a Yankee standpoint, I'm more confident that their offer is going to be, if not extremely similar, I would say very competitive to whatever the highest offer might be. Now, we don't know. I mean, who knows what the Giants could offer? What if the Giants say, well, we're going to give them $400 million. Match that. And the Yankees are like, well, we were only at 320 Jeez, I mean, our max is 325 We can't go that high. Then it's bye-bye judge. Bottom line, doesn't matter what I think, what you think, what anybody thinks. What matters is what actually will happen. And if and when judge decides to leave for whatever reason, it's going to be a big problem for the Yankees because there is no excuse. Because if they say, well, he wanted to go back home to the Giants and he they offered him a ton of money that we just couldn't do, the Yankee fans are going to say, you should have locked him up before he ever hit free agency. Why'd you lowball him a 213? So there's no way for the Yankees to win this unless, of course, the Yankees end up bringing Aaron Judge back. Donnie is in Ron Konkuma. What's up, Donnie? How are you, Sal? How are you doing tonight? How are you, Donnie? Good, good. I just wanted to correct you, Sal. And also, SNY, they were running that scroll all night about no managers ever won the manager of the year. Gil Hodges won in 1969. How can they forget that? He won the manager of the year award? 
1969. Oh, I mean, everybody was saying that he there no Met managers ever won the year. Yeah, but that's not right. I, I called SNY. I just left a message on the thing because they were it wasn't, it wasn't SNY. It was MLB as well. Everybody was saying that. Well, I don't know. I was watching ESPN, and they didn't have that on. They just put down that Buckshaw Walter. That was his fourth team that he was manager of the year. Right. But on SNY, they said no manager has ever won the manager of the year award. And now I heard you saying it. I thought, you know, maybe somebody uh, somebody must have made a mistake. They didn't have the official award. That's where we're having here semantics on this computer. That's not true. That's not true. You can, you can no, it Google is. It I, I'm, you... I'm looking up here. Fleegs, you could just come on the air and say, because I was just looking it up as well. Listen here, Donnie, to what Fleegs yes, is saying. So 1983 was the first official version of the award that they recognizes the official real one now from the Baseball Writers Association of America. Gil Hodges won a version of Manager of the Year, but think, you know, there's the AP, right. there's other ones that Buck had won or Sporting News in the last couple of weeks. It's not recognized as the official one. So the official yes. one started in what year? 83. Okay, so, that, so that's The why. one Gil Hodges won might have been the consensus it, one back then, but when they count up the ones now, they're only going from 83 on with this version of the award. Okay. They should have. They should have. Those specs. I'm with you, Donnie, because I did not. I I heard that SNY was there all night, so I heard that SNY. We were, you know, all paying attention watching it. Now, if if you go ahead, if you go ahead and Google, just you know, Manager of the Year award. This goes back to the 30s. I mean, it's every year they give out that award. I mean, I was a kid in the 60s, but they discontinued that one. They discontinued that one over 20 years ago. So. Uh, oh no! You got it. You. Gotta, I, no, I'm telling I you. you I'm, you, I'm looking at it right now. There have been. AL okay. What do you What do you see there? There have been AL and NL Manager of the Year awards since 1983. AL and NL Cy Young okay. awards since 1967. If, so these are the official ones. I think it's just semantics. This is the Baseball Writers Association. Well, it's more than semantics. It's different uh, type of award here. We talk about Baseball Writers Association of America. Gil right. Hodges won the Sporting News Manager of the Year in '69. That's what you're yeah. saying, which is now now no longer recognized as the official award. Right. So it's not the official award. So all those people, all those managers that won the Sporting News Manager of the Year, if that's what it was called, mm-hmm. then. So I that mean, it's award just a is different. Yeah, it's just a different. Yeah, that's not. No, that's not right. So you know that. I'm with you. No, if you I'm... win the man, if you win the Manager of the Year award. And the sporting news was given. But there are different. But you have to understand there are different versions of the award. So different different people are voting on it. So you have the Associated right. Press doing one thing with certain awards, and you have baseball writers doing a certain thing with another. There, there's different people who vote on the different awards. That's why baseball, I guess, only recognized the one since 1983 with the Baseball Writers of America. So that's the difference. But yes, in 1969. I, Good. Yeah, I'm. I'm gonna keep on look. I'm gonna look that up because. Yeah. I never heard, even you know what, when we were kids, and I was I was born in '58, mm-hmm. so '69 is my wheelhouse. I'm 11. You know, every year you waited for the different awards from Cy Young, the Manager of the Year. I mean, they used to have one Cy Young Award winner, but they always had the Manager of the Year. I'm just surprised that, of all people, Gil Hodges didn't get a mention. So they used to do it differently when Sporting News had it, but obviously baseball changed it years since. That's the difference. I will say, Donnie, now again, A, I couldn't give a crap less about these stupid <laughs> awards. That's number one. 
B, I would tend to side with you. Now, factually, you are not correct as far as the way that they honored the award that Buck won. This award has been in place since 1983. However, it, it was different back then. But you should acknowledge that, oh, like if SNY is running the thing, and I'm sure they have been all night long, they should have said in 1969, Gil Hodges won the Sporting News Manager of the Year Award. That's, that's so, what, how it should So you're saying the one prior to the, the one in the mid-'80s was run by the Sporting News? Correct. And, and now it's, it's not recognized. Baseball. Right now it's Baseball Writers of America. Right. Yeah. Okay. You know, you know back, in the, back in the 20s and the 30s, when they used to give out the MVP, if you notice, like Babe Ruth only won MV, one MVP because they had a rule there that you could only win one MVP. Right. Well, that, that's the point is that I never myself, Donnie, and thank you for the call. And look, you you, you taught me something because I, I was not aware of that. I just And, please, you and I were even saying, like, how is that even possible that a Mets manager never won well, manager It's funny because it shows you that this came around in 83, so Davey Johnson getting robbed in 86 still holds up under this award. And like you mentioned, you know, Bobby V., Terry, even though the World Series run yeah. hadn't happened in 2015, getting the division crown with the guys you were mentioning and making fun of in the lineup, the Mets have won a. I mean, at the time, the Sporting News Manager of the Year in 1969 was the award you wanted to win, and it's still around. Buck won it this year, but that's the one that they announced weeks ago. That now is just it's no longer official. Like there's all the sports have them, you so know, they the do it on their writers own. vote on stuff. Right. There are all these other awards out there. They have them in the NFL. There are people, different uh, associations have their own offensive players or whatever it may be. It's just that the baseball writers are now the official one recognized and acknowledged throughout all of Major League Baseball. That version has only existed since 1983. So I it mean, is Gil misleading. Ha- Gil Hodges, it is like they should have said, you know, it's almost like the Super Bowl champions. We forget about all the teams that won NFL championships before January of 1967. None of those games count. Well, it's just a different name of a very similar title. Right. They they were champions in football, but it's it's not the Super Bowl champion. Yeah, you're right. I mean, it's the way that it evolves, it does take away though. And for somebody and when they when they get rid of the leagues in baseball eventually and the American and National League are just gone and it's 30 teams playing each other, are they not going to recognize the World Series winners from you know, the first 150 years of the sport. It's just, it, it's semantics, but you're right. There should be some acknowledgement of, hey, well, the ultimate award you could win as a manager outside of Was, the World Series yeah. trophy, which Gil Hodges did win in 1969, the Mets have won that version of the award before. It, it should have been a mention. And now, again, I maybe they did, like, have a note on a full screen or on a board or something. I don't know. I didn't see it, but I would think that they didn't only because the talk was that this is the first time it's ever happened, as opposed to, yeah, but Gil Hodges did win the Sporting News Manager either in 69, which was the award. Back right, then. and you probably understand why the writers aren't acknowledging it, because as far as they're concerned, they're in the Baseball Writers Association. That's the only thing that matters. Correct. But good job right there letting us know. I mean, I, we learned something there. Argue about it. Call the fan at 877-337-6666. Powered by Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com. Sal Licata back on the fan, 877-337-6666. Mets have shown interest in a bunch of different pitchers. We'll get into that in a little bit. Hey, did you see, and maybe we should do this a little bit later too, 
But did you see that there's going to be a soccer stadium now built out right next to City Field? Wonder what kind of congestion that's going to bring. You have any idea, Fleeks, when the soccer season is? Is that going to overlap with baseball? I have no idea about soccer. I do, I know there are some because we of the one or two years we had to run NYCFC games here for an audience of three people. The uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I'm assuming you're not going to be under the World Cup. Okay, yeah. I mean I don't care when it's on in the summer. Now you're telling me, oh yeah, during football, basketball, hockey, college people, basketball, people college do football, love it though. People love it, and yeah. listen, I hope they have fun. And I, I'm I think not I'm, checking I'm, it out. I think I'm going to be into it. I mean, I have no idea when the game is going to be on or how that's going to work, but. I think there's a big one with USA. The U.S. is in a matchup on Friday after Thanksgiving, which I don't know. There's something about it that I could get into it. I, I might check I it out. I know they play Wales because you're seeing all the watching Fox with the football and college football. They're running a lot of promos for it. Right, so, right. Listen, again, I, I'm not going to be one of those people that just destroys soccer, says all these negative. I just don't enjoy it. Yeah, so it's not for you. That's fine. Yeah. Have fun. I'm going to be watching everything else, but the stadium I saw is going to be completed. They said 2027, and they showed all this other stuff. Housing, completed? a hotel. It's going to be completed 2027? Well, if they start soon, think about it. They built City Field in what? So, but that's Yankee what I'm saying. I didn't, I didn't realize it. Four years. I mean, it's pretty quick. I'm just bummed because it defeats. It's the final blow to the dream. Like, if you see all that land between the soccer stadium and then all the housing and shopping and everything, they could have fit. A football stadium. It's where the New York Jets should have been. Pro- I mean, so really where is this so going to be, though? It's going to be on the, in the chop shops, I guess. Right. They, so based on the rendering they showed, you know, if you look over the right field foul pole beyond the gate, there is a lot of open land there. They've right. gotten rid. Well, of it looks like a, a junkyard, the right? There. Yeah. There's a couple of the shops left. Based on this picture, they're all going to be gone. Really soon because that they're building it right across the street so they're gonna, from City Field. So they're going to build a massive stadium, and then I would assume have bars. A, a hotel was one of the things, right? And bars and stuff like that. Yeah, so twenty five hundred units of housing. So there's going to be some shopping, some retail, and I know the goal is one day to get a casino there. Wow. I mean, I don't. I'm, every time I hear about things like that, I think of Back to the Future when they built a casino up and and the rest of the land went to crap. It's just terrifying knowing that land. Like you remember, I had that uh, awful experience trying to get to the Met game when mm-hmm. the U.S. Open was there. Like they're gonna have to be better about scheduling events. So like, it, it, between what it already is with the Open and the Mets, you cannot possibly put a soccer game there when those other two things are going on. So when is their season? I know at some point, I don't know if it starts here, ends there. Well, I know it ended recently because they said all the Philly teams were in uh, you know, playoff games at the same time. I know it, they play in like June and July because that's when I have used to have to run the NYCFC conflict games. Here. Okay, so, so I don't know if that's when it starts, but I know the season is definitely going on in the middle of the summer, which, of course, conflicts with baseball. Right, they're going to have to make sure that they don't, do not schedule two games at once. You can't do that. You no, I mean, it'll be a, logis- it'll, a nightmare traffic-wise. Even though I don't... I mean, the one thing I didn't see, and I did see a report... I didn't see a picture for an extra parking lot, and I saw a report that the Mets are going to make money on the parking over there. Mm-hmm. You can't... Ha- if there's not an extra parking lot, you can't have them both at the same time because then there's going to be nowhere for anybody to park their cars. Which happens at what the U.S. Open because they say, oh, Mets parking only. No, people go in there and are parking for right, the U.S. Open. Right, they don't actually check to see if you have a ticket. Right, anything. they're not checking. No, it's it's a logistical nightmare. But I do think it's good for the area that they could get that going. 
337-6666. Hopefully we build it up to where it's you want to go visit and do stuff. You could hang out after the game. That's the ideal thing. The the bar that you can go to before and hang out after. before or after a game is something that city like Yankee Stadium has it. Oh, they had McFadden's. The Mets have desperately needed that for so long. I'm assuming the pandemic got rid of McFadden's. I'm guessing that's the reason, because that's why it wasn't back. But just give people more options. Like, that's the one thing. As bad as the Wilpons were, that is the one thing they had been trying to add to that area. And they're part of this new development deal. That's the one thing they had been trying to do for so long. They just couldn't get these other guys out of the land. Yeah, it'll hopefully be good. My main concern, the first thing is, uh uh-oh, logistical nightmare going to Met games. I don't want to deal with that. Can we get credentials for rooms at that hotel? How great would that be? How great would that be? I would have probably used that during the wild card. Instead of going back Friday, Saturday, Sunday, boom, you're right there. You know what? Make it a little weekend. Especially if there's shops and something to do. I'm not going to hang out there and just sit there and wait for the game to start. Yeah, and, and I'm assuming that's going to bring in tourists. People want to visit the soccer stadium. People want to go visit City Field. I oh, think yeah, especially cool. you add one day a casino if that has sports betting and table games. Yeah, well, that's now you're talking next level. Right, that's probably the main goal. Well, listen, like, have you ever been to the area around Gillette Stadium? I have not, no. Just all the shopping they have, just everything that's there. Now, a lot of it's closed on Sunday because of the Patriots, but for other events, like, there's just so much to do in that area. You have to walk a mile after you park, but a lot of these stadiums, we mentioned Yankee Stadium has the bars nearby. Philadelphia there's so much for fans to do that, before and after. They have the sports complex thing right there with all three of the big uh, right stadiums in Philadelphia. Oh, the Xfinity Live Center. And, yeah, yeah they, exactly. So that's pretty cool. Even the Meadowlands now has FanDuel Sportsbook. There's places you can kind of hang out before. City Field has nothing, and it's about time that they're changing that. Yeah, um, we'll see what happens there. But five years is not a bad time. And just don't schedule baseball games at 1 and soccer games at 5. Who <laughs> Exactly. Schedule maker is going to be key in this equation. 877-337-6666. Tommy's on Long Island. What's up, Tommy? Good morning, Sal. How you doing? How are you, Tommy? Good. Not too bad. Not too bad. Driving into work. Um, I just had a quick question. All right. So yesterday, the, uh, the Rizzo signing, the contract was $40 million, uh, two years. Then... I guess the team has the option for another year for 17. And then I think I, I, I was trying to understand. I mean, it's probably pretty clear to you, but I didn't understand. But it says the buyout is $6 million. What do they mean by the buyout is $6 million? To get out of the contract and not pick up the option, it's going to cost them $6 million no matter what. So they, they would have – okay, so Rizzo's getting $6 million. Regardless of what happens, right. So he could um, get if the they third, yeah. if they pick up the option, it's what seventeen million. You said so yeah. if, they, if they pick up the third year option, it's seventeen million. If they decline it, it costs them six million. I got it. Okay, I, I just I wasn't I didn't understand. So either way, so he's he's getting six million dollars regardless. Minimum, of, correct. Yeah. Minimum, right, right. I got that. I I just. And, uh, so they got to figure the Yankees are going to figure at that point come the third year is Rizzo going to be worth eleven million bucks because six right. million's gone anyway. So then that's the yeah. difference. All right, is it? It's not seventeen. It's really eleven because the six million's gone. Right. So that's that. That I mean, it makes sense for them. Like they they'll, they'll be able to release him for six million or you know worst case yeah, scenario. Right. Ex- exactly. Exactly. They could release him I for six it. million or pick him up. Right. So now going to you guys were just talking about the the stadium and stuff. You know, I think this is all, you know, they just finished LaGuardia Airport. Is you, that done you know, now? That it's it's finished? LaGuardia's finished? It, it, 
No, well, it's there in the final stages. I mean, it's it's almost done. It's almost. I mean, Laguar, have you flown out of there lately, or? Um, I can't recall. No, probably yeah. more JFK recently. And, yeah, and remember I, too. I, I mean, with the pandemic, I, I've only flown recently from, I yeah. guess, both Islip and, and JFK. No, I've not been to Laguardia in a while. Yeah, I I I live out by Stony Brook. I live in Center Reach, and um, I work at JFK for a major airline, and um, it's like they're they're doing they're doing work everywhere. I mean, they they put new towers up. Redoing like LaGuardia to me is just going to be it's going to be a nightmare. It's going to be an absolute nightmare. Now wait, why um, LaGuardia is going to be a nightmare? Because the the traffic like that airport years ago was not made for the amount of uh, traffic that's going through there now. I mean it's it's still the same two runways. They only have two runways at LaGuardia. So what's it's, the upgrades that they've made? They well they they basically renewed they. Renew the the the, uh, the terminal, new shops. You know, everybody uh, wants. Yeah, who cares? Who cares about that? I want convenience to be able to get the hell in and get the hell out when it's, I have to. It's, it's convenient. It's still the same. Eight miles from the city, seven miles from the city, whatever it is. But it's just going to take you like three times longer to get in and out of the city, unless you're hiring one of those, you know, hundred and fifteen or hundred and fifty dollar helicopters that's <laughs> flying you to the air. You know, to the airport. Yeah, no but thanks. The congestion is. Yeah, oh my and, god! And you're saying now because of the stadium coming there, it's going to be even worse. Oh my god! It's 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 a nightmare. They they better. They, I think they're going to have to when there's things going on around the stadiums and stuff. The the transportation. I I think I still think it's not good enough for you know going into that area. It, it to me, it's just it's going to be a night. And you could have put a football stadium in there. You should have did that years ago. He, you know, I, I think Fleegs was right. You know, you. Well, didn't they talk about the, the Islanders too? Weren't they going to build the Islanders Arena yeah, out there at one I mean, point? Th- but the Islanders, you know, they went. They were playing at the Barclays Center. Yeah, I hate it. You know, that. the Islanders are the Islanders. People, well, they're fine. You know, the, the Islanders are fine where they are now. But I'm just saying that that was some of the rumor. So, Tommy, you you still recommend JFK, or it doesn't matter? Whatever's convenient flight that you need. I I think JFK. There's just a lot more room. There's you know a lot of flights. You know. Um, you can pretty much get anywhere out of out of JFK. I have you know? not had yeah, I have not and thank you for the call, Tommy, and the info. We appreciate you checking in. I generally and I was just looking at flights today, actually, I want to go visit my uncle down in Fort Lauderdale in February or March potentially. And usually we fly out of Islip, which is right it's like ten minutes from our house, and it goes generally it goes like Orlando or Florida, whatever. And I was looking at flights today at Fort Lauderdale uh, to Fort Lauderdale, and they were basically non-existent, other than like Spirit Airlines, which I don't know about you, Marco. I'm not, um, you know, from from Islip, from Islip, because I monitor the Fort Lauderdale flights all the time. From My where do you fly? Down. I, I mean, now I do mostly Newark because I moved them 15, right. 20 minutes from Newark. Makes sense. But I've done JFK too. There's a lot of flights from LaGuardia. I mean, a couple months ago, I had the one where in the middle of the night I Ubered from. Newark to JFK to take a flight down to Fort Lauderdale, but at the major airports, there's still a ton of flights, especially United. Years ago, it's just, a pro- it's just a problem because Islip is 15 minutes from, less than, it's probably 10 minutes, maybe less than that from my house, so it's very convenient as opposed to factoring in, okay, we got to get to JFK or LaGuardia. When I lived in Jersey, I did love Newark. That was a, I, had, I never had an issue with Newark Airport. Uh, I love JFK now, and years ago I used to go to LaGuardia, and it was 
you know, to his point, it is overly congested. I have not been there. Have you seen the new renovations to LaGuardia? No. I've only been JFK and LaGuardia just to pick people up a couple of times. I've never actually flown at either one of them. Because I live in Jersey, so Newark You're going is just, to Newark, okay. Yeah, it's just easy. Everything. Yeah. I grew up in Newark, so that was easy, and I'm 20 minutes away at best. Man, one time I've I had- heard a positive review of one of the new terminals at LaGuardia. I just I don't know if they're done with all of it yet. The last I passed the construction, they've definitely made a ton of progress. I don't know if the whole project is completely done. I mean, he's right, though. That could be a night- I mean, it's a nightmare. It's a well, anyway. If you're going there around rush hour or like near a Met game, it's already a nightmare. Oh, God. Right. And then you factor in the soccer stadium, you factor in the tennis stuff and all that's going on. And I guess that airport. I basically, though, with the airports, because I've always had pretty much the two to choose from, because Islip's a non-factor for the majority of flights, it's based on convenience or, not not as far as distance, but, like, who's got the better timed flights and what's the better price? Like, what's the, what do I care? Either way, I got to go, you know, 40 miles or whatever to LaGuardia or JFK. Either one is not going to be a pleasant experience generally. What's the difference? Whichever one has the flights that I need. I guess JetBlue is more so with JFK, I feel like, because I've usually been flying there. I've fl- Yeah, they have some flights from Newark. I mean, I've flown them out of both. I- I've only flown out of LaGuardia. When we lived in Brooklyn, I did it more. I mean, in the last 10 years, I think twice. Yeah. Well, if you're in Jersey, you're going to Newark, right? You're not and I've not. even flown out of JFK a lot, just well, because there's there's more flights for the places we've been going. But LaGuardia is, even from Jersey, LaGuardia is tougher to get to. Yeah, LaGuardia. Even if you pick the, the right time, going through Brooklyn to get to JFK can be very easy if you pick the right time of day. I guess LaGuardia is the most convenient for the city if you need to get in and out of the city quickly because it's right there. But JFK a little bit further. I but guess, maybe, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Either way, it's more congestion with the, the soccer stadium potentially coming in and more traffic. Great. But I do want to check out that airport, uh, the new airport, and see what – I look, I don't care about the shops and stuff like that. I'm going to the airport to fly, not to hang out. <laughs> I'm not looking to buy stuff and eat stuff. I'm hoping there is no layover. What do you need me sitting here for? No delay, no layover. I get there an hour ahead of time. Get me on the plane. That's it. Let me go. Okay, and the food that's most important, I say this to somebody who will often fly early. I don't care about your great restaurants later. I need to know what's open at like 5, 6 a.m. What's giving me breakfast or what's there if I have a late night flight before a red eye? What's there at 3 p.m.? I don't care because if it's a regular time flight, I can just eat before I go to the airport. You ever see the WFAN store in uh, JFK, right? It's JFK. It's JFK? Yeah, JFK. No. no. It's, it's not even like a – it would be cool if they had like real fan stuff. I don't even think they have fan Yeah, it's the same generic, you know, Mets plain logos stuff. of stuff you have on all the teams at every airport shop. Yeah. So I was like, ah, WFAN just somehow yeah. got the logo at front. Oh, look, you stand out front. You know I worked there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wait for someone to walk yeah. by. Hey, do you know me? Hey. <laughs> They're like, sir, can you? I'm like, hey, how are you? Like, can you help me with that T-shirt? I'm like, oh no, I don't work here. I mean, I work there, but not here. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, the guy comes out. Yeah. Can you get the hell away from the front of the? <laughs> You're kind of driving away business, pal. <laughs> exactly. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network, from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. 
I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 